Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. Y'all know that part of my mission is to help more women entrepreneurs create thriving podcasts as a way to boost your authority, reach a wider audience, and get more clients. In conversations that I've had with today's guest, we've discussed how podcasting is also a fabulous tool for stepping more fully into your power. So we thought this would be a great conversation to continue as a podcast episode. My guest is Angela Mashuli. Angela is the host of the Good Enough Mompreneur podcast. She calls herself an accidental business coach and podcaster after other moms kept asking her how she started and grew her travel business. She transitioned into being a business coach to help moms gain more clarity and confidence to live a more purposeful and fulfilling life as parents and professionals. Welcome, Angela. I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so excited to continue the conversation because we had such a great chat on my podcast. So thank you. We did. And then just chatting separately from that, like I was wishing afterwards that I had been recording it because (laughs) we could have pulled snippets out of there, social media content. and. Yeah, it really is. And what I've loved about connecting with you is you have truly made me realize the power of women in podcasting, which I just kind of had this force to do what I felt led to do. But you've pointed out, too, that it's really, really important for female mom entrepreneurs to connect. Yeah. And something really powerful. And we just have this understanding and knowing together that is really powerful. Yeah. So, and well, that connection that you just said really, I mean, it's important for everyone. You know, everyone who podcasts needs to build their network and make connections. But women in particular really want connection. We want connection with other women. We want connection with, the people who we follow online or in podcasts. And this really is a great way to do that, isn't it? Yeah, it really is an incredible time because I think combined with where the podcasting industry is and combined with us coming off of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I read a quote where somebody said, we have enough content. What we need is connection. Oh, And that's what we're all yearning for really. Because we're all, I think you'd have to live under a rock if you haven't re-evaluated some part of your life. And I think all of us realize we need more connection and purpose because things are tenuous. (laughs) Very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with moms, especially, you know, like starting your own business and then podcast. Right. I mean, we have purpose and fulfillment with our kids, you know, with our family. Mm -hmm. But so many of us need more than that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And and I love that that's what you do, that your mission is to put an end to the myth that you can't be a successful entrepreneur and a good mother. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how many (laughs) times over the course of my life as an entrepreneur, and all of that has been as being a mom as well, that mm-hmm. I would be like, I'm messing up. 
I'm messing up either my kids by focusing Mm -hmm. on my business. I'm Mm -hmm. messing up my business by, you know, family getting in the way. It Mm -hmm. took so long to create, I don't even want to say balance, but uh, integrity of the two, you know, like really integrating the two. Right. Absolutely. And I think that we have a personal challenge as moms to realize that we have to take that head on Mm -hmm. and we have to fight for our individual identity and fight for our dreams and our wants, which we're serving our families. We're serving, you know, we have societal expectations. We have being a mom is very lonely. More or less being an online entrepreneur is very lonely, which most of the mompreneurs that I connect with are. Mm -hmm. So we have this challenge and I like to to remind people that maybe 15, 20 years ago, we might have had the challenge of an arguable excuse that we couldn't start a business because we needed funds for a brick and mortar. Now, if you have a cell phone and a laptop, you can start a business. So really, the buck stops with us. We only have ourselves now to drive whatever it is that we want to achieve. And really, when you break it down, we don't have a lot of excuses, but we have to fight for that identity. We have to kind of (laughs) pull ourselves out of all of the limiting ideas that either we have been told or just assumed and co-signed without thinking about it to really just start blazing our own path, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so something that we had chatted about before was Mm -hmm. how being an entrepreneur can make you a better mom. So how did that happen for you? And have you seen that happening with your clients? Yeah, well, there is a concept of the leadership lid where your business will only grow to the extent, especially if it's a small or medium-sized business, to the extent to which the leader of the business grows. Mm -hmm. So if you want your business to grow, you're it. The book stops with you if you're, you're running your business. So that requires, if you're wanting to grow your business and you're willing to take on that task, a lot of personal development. Mm. Nothing can hide from you. Right. (laughs) All your stuff is going to come up. You know, all of your fears, all of your everything you have been through through your whole life has that has held you back the person who's teased you about whatever you know i mean i was the literal redhead stepchild okay (laughs) i mean and that's a lot to overcome i mean all of the different messages i've been given in my life about my limitations and what other people thought about me and I have step-by-step had to deal with those things. And I'm the mom to two daughters who absolutely do not want them to go through the limitations and having to, or having even the thought that you need somebody else to give you an opportunity. Like, and if we want to teach that to our children, we have to mirror that. We have to demonstrate that. So um, as difficult as that is, (laughs) yes, and it is, (laughs) 
we have to take that head on. And so I, I love the concept of expander parenthood where, you know, when a parent lives in a space of expansion, you were demonstrating what is possible for your children and you were showing them possibility and you're living it. Yeah. So that in itself has made me a better parent. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I have to um, see possibilities for them. I'm not just going, okay, here's what you're supposed to do. And you're going to live on this conveyor belt in life. And Right, right. And and even when they choose to follow a traditional path, mm-hmm. awesome if right. that's what they've chosen to mm-hmm. do. But in modeling yeah. that there are other paths to take, sure. then I feel like our kids can make a more conscious choice right. about what path they want to take. Well, yeah. And then what was a big fundamental uh, push for me was that I was a military spouse. And if my husband was deployed or had to be away from home, it was a non-negotiable for me to have to do a nine to five. I had to be there. And I wasn't willing to accept that I couldn't share my gifts and not be there for my kids. You know, it wasn't uh, one or the other for me. It was like, this has to be possible or I'm going to make it possible. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. So I think my girls really appreciate that I make that a priority. So um, yeah. that's that is great because that is something that moms in particular really struggle with is yeah. priorities. You know, how can I prioritize my business when I've right. got to prioritize my kids mm-hmm. and working for yourself from home? It depends on how, you know, what ages your kids are, but you may be, you, you may still feel like a stay at home mom, even while you're trying to run a successful business. And that's really, really tough. Like that mindset right there, Mm -hmm. you know, like, because I was, when my daughters were really little, I was full-time stay at home mom, not doing anything. And, and it drove me crazy. Eventually, you know, like very beginning, awesome when they're babies. And then Mm -hmm. they got to the point where it's like, I need something. I mean, even when they're babies, it's like my brain is mush. (laughs) as Mm -hmm. All moms understand. Right. And then later when I went into entrepreneurship, like for the longest time, I still would call myself a stay-at-home mom who also does blah, blah, blah business. And... That's not the right way to look at it, is it? Right. No, absolutely not. Or I hear women say, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Or, Uh, you know, no, no, you're not. You're doing a really important job. And it's really hard to get lost in that because you feel like your kids are going to be infants and toddlers forever. But it's really just a season. There is going to be a time when you can expand do what you can. Like I interviewed a mom on my podcast who runs a beauty care business and wrote a book. And she's like, I have a solid three hours a day. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So it's all about, I think we have to chuck this idea of balance because Mm -hmm. there really isn't. It's about being pragmatic and trusting yourself and going, I got this no matter what comes. 
I can clean a knee and clean up some puke and also serve my clients. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, it can happen. <laughs> yes. May have to tell the client, running 10 minutes late because such right. and such kid just barfed all over me, but I'll be right there. <laughs> it's yeah. Beautiful. And, the, you know, as hard as the pandemic was, I really love this sense that has emerged after that, that we all have lives. Yes. You know, it's, it's, yes. I remember like asking my kids to like not even breathe during a telephone conference, more or less a Zoom interview or right. a Zoom conference prior yes. to the pandemic. But now it's like we have dogs that bark. We have cats that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People know. People understand. Yeah. 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 And especially with like indie podcasters, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. They know, listeners know that we're doing this from home at a dining table, a little office, you know, home office in a mm-hmm. bedroom, in my case, in a guest bedroom turned recording studio. And right. yeah, so a kid may make a noise, a pet may make a noise, and we do what we can to limit all of that, of course. No one wants to hear crying baby throughout a podcast episode, right. but yeah. These things happen. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's really incumbent on us to challenge and think about how we're trying to approach our business. Mm-hmm. Are we trying to approach our business like, a, you know, a male model who might have somebody that's taking care of the kids and doing that kind of thing? Right. Or are we bringing to the table what we really offer, which is the ability and the competence to handle the baby and the dog and also bring a maternal nurturing energy and ability to solve our clients' problems, right? Yeah. Like, why? We need to own that. We yeah. need to, like... <laughs> yes. That is, that is worth so much. And yeah. we really need to understand and recognize that worth that we bring. Yeah. Absolutely. And that ability to multitask in that way is really a gift for entrepreneurs. You know, I mean, we do have to focus and some things like, you know, batching and scheduling your time. But just in general, that ability that moms develop to multitask just is is really an essential skill for entrepreneurs. Right. And that's what I love having conversations about that transferable leadership skills that we bring as moms because for the most part we don't have really good training for bringing the baby home <laughs> it's <laughs> no. like i Here. hope it works out <laughs> i mean uh, the nurse when i had my first daughter said no take backs yeah <laughs> <laughs> with, with my first when she pooped the first time, I called the nurse. I, you know, just like asked the nurse, change the diaper. I'd never changed one before. Right. And then, yeah, being sent home, like, now what? Right. Yeah. I just, I mean, and they're books, but still, it's very yeah. different from just taking the thing home and trying to figure out. There's no, no prep time. There's no, no like at the, a memo at the beginning of every day. Okay, here's what's going to happen. Right. No, it's, you know, oh, okay, hang on. I got a meltdown I got to deal with. I'll call you back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll deal yeah. with the fourth grade drama and I'll be back. <laughs> right. 
And yet, and all of that is so helpful as entrepreneurs, but also as entrepreneurs, we can put systems in place that can make our business run more easily than our homes. (laughs) Yes, because of the, you know, <laughs> I mean, we, have, we may have systems in place for our families, our kids and everything as well, but yeah. they're people, they're their own people. And you don't know what's going to come up. Like you said, puke or, um, you know, some kind of other illness or just something yeah. random happening, or they just need right. you in that moment. Right. I mean, in my travel business, I've had clients have terrible accidents in foreign countries and had to research evac and, mm-hmm. you know, what's happening. But I've dealt with a kid with a broken arm and a yeah. this and that. And I got it. Like, I've dealt with bigger problems, trust me. Yeah. And so just realizing that, I really just think women don't. And I I was very... um I didn't realize my worth for a long time. And the more I work as an entrepreneur, the more I realize it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, we bring a lot to the table. We need to recognize that. Absolutely. So, something else that you and I chatted about before was how starting your own podcast might be the first time, or certainly first time in a long time, that a mom has created something purely for herself. You know, even when yeah. it's supporting her business, it's like, it's, it's hers. It's for herself. Yeah. And this is just so powerful right. for women to have something like that, isn't it? It is. You're doing really important work in that regard, for sure, because I think we are often, whatever your training is or whatever your background is, I think women either have two situations where we're not given the opportunity to lead or we don't take it Yeah. when the opportunity presents itself for a number of reasons. And I think podcasting is a really powerful medium that allows us to build that confidence and competence in a way that doesn't feel it's still scary don't get mm-hmm. me wrong mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and, uh, but it is very different than maybe just turning on the camera and starting a youtube channel or something like that mm-hmm. um, which can feel way more vulnerable and way more um you, you know you can be way more critical of yourself i think with like a video medium as opposed to recording your voice. And for someone like me who didn't necessarily consider myself an introvert, I think it has really helped in that regard too, where I I literally had to find my voice and uh, build my confidence in a way because I knew I had something to say and I had it. But, you know, I had worked with someone I had worked with more than 20 years ago. And they said, you know, Angela, you are one of the smartest people I've ever worked with. But it took them 20 years to tell me this. Mm. (laughs) And, you know, but people would say things to me, but I still felt like the imposter syndrome, which I don't really like that word Mm -hmm. because I really, you know... I've heard, like, why should we feel like an imposter in a system we were really never meant to fit in? 
Yes. Like, the work environment was really created for a male who worked nine to five and went home and somebody took care of the children and the home and whatever. Yeah. Yet we feel this imposter syndrome for not right. fitting into it and beat ourselves up about it. It's crazy. Yeah. So I definitely, I guess I just, I didn't know what that felt like mm-hmm. for to not need somebody's permission to say what I wanted to say. Yeah. Or create my own opportunities, make my own connections. I mean, that is incredibly powerful. Yes. Figure out, flush out what is it that I really want to say. And if you don't know, it can help you be on a path where you can figure that out. You don't yeah. even know exactly what you want to say when you start a podcast. You can figure it out. It can be a medium to do that as well. Very true. Yeah, you can start out without as tight a niche as I recommend, without as tight a concept as I recommend. It is okay. And like you just said, Angela, you can figure out and really hone your message as you go. But just starting and getting your voice out there is really important. It is because we all have something. I think we all have a unique experience, a unique background, a unique skill set that we bring to the table that I don't care what you do or what your interest is. There is someone that can learn from you and someone who can benefit from whatever platform you want to create, honestly. Absolutely. And something you just said about thinking that, you know, uh, all right, in your case, you knew that you had something to say. For so many women, I, they hesitate or we hesitate Mm -hmm. about that. Like, I don't know what I would talk about and, Mm -hmm. or, and for a podcast and even for, for a business or putting themselves out there with their personal brand or building their reputation. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would talk about. I don't know what my message is. And then the ultimate, no one would want to listen to me anyway. Right. So do you want a tip for figuring out what it is you want to say? Oh, please. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) Whatever pisses you off. Oh, Oh my God. Whatever pisses you off. Because it pisses me off that moms doubt themselves all the time in every way. It's like, it makes me crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and I'm, I'm a very quiet, just kind of, you know, but it makes me insane Mm -hmm. that you know this even exists and that's why I just had to go down this path to figure it out and the incredible women that I speak to and I feel like every episode is a master class because they talk about their I don't think there's anybody who's been on the podcast who hasn't had like five ten years experience and it's Mm -hmm. like collapsing time like here's what I went through here's what I'm doing and here's how you can learn from it It's incredible. Yeah. So I think, you know, if somebody is thinking, you know, is feeling that fright about and fear about what would I say and who would want to listen to me, I think you're just thinking too big about Mm. too much. Because honestly, what can come of just showing up and saying what you feel inclined to say can just 
it leads one thing to another. Yeah. It's, it really does. Yeah. Well, whatever makes you angry. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that so much. Right there. <laughs> and it, you know, it made me think about doing this show and why I really want to re- reach women entrepreneurs. Yeah. And part of that is that right now, only about 30% of podcasts are hosted by women. And that pisses me off. And then you've got the whole thing just with entrepreneurship and more and more women are starting their own businesses. So that's going well. But way few, I I wish I had the statistic at the tip Mm -hmm. of my tongue right now, but way fewer women-owned businesses Mm -hmm. make the same kind of money that men-owned businesses do. So reaching right. even six figures, much less seven figures, right. not as many women-owned businesses do that. And that is not because women are doing anything wrong. You know, this is a systemic issue. Yes. It can I, be some mindset stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I make a point of whatever it is that I need to learn how to do better Mm-hmm. I find that person who can help me learn how to do that. And it can be as simple as changing your language. Yeah. It can be as simple as watching how many times you apologize. Uh, yeah. It can be learning how to negotiate your rate. Mm-hmm. It can be learning how to have those difficult conversations. And I think well, that's kind of where the systemic um, problems come from, where we just do not feel entitled to learn these things or even think that we need to learn these things, but we do. Yeah. We need, if we're not given a seat at the table, we need to build the table. Yes. Build, <laughs> build the podcast. Table. Yes. <laughs> it was. <Yep. laughs> It's essentially what the podcast is. You're building your own table and you have this incredible opportunity to ask other people to sit at it with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you would be so surprised. I never thought anybody would ever say yes to being on my podcast. Mm. <laughs> but not one person has said no. And I've had a few sweat moments and, you know, and it's just, but that's great to learn. Yes. It, yes. If you're not asking those questions of people to be on your podcast, it's that's how you grow. Your growth is not in your comfort zone. It's not. Yeah. Very so, true. And reaching out to people who seem like stretch guests or dream yeah. guests, you don't have to wait for years to reach out to them. You can you reach don't. out from the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody says no, you can say things like, okay, when can I reconnect with you and ask Mm -hmm. and see if it might be a better time? Or they might even tell you, well, you know, maybe reach back out in a year. I've heard that happen to other podcasters before. But um, I think we really need to be intentional about the people that we do want to work with and thinking about and positioning yourself in a way that, you know, we have this idea that somebody who started before us is somehow smarter and they're not. They're yeah. just a few steps ahead of us. Yeah. And so 
letting that intimidation go and you would be surprised how people want to help other people where they were. Yes. Right? For sure. Especially women. I mean, yes, we get it. (laughs) Yes. And in the podcasting world, people are so generous and helpful, women and men. So you can learn from everyone, reach out to everyone. But but you're right. Women really do want to support other other women. Right. But I think for me, I think we need to not allow ourselves to be put in the corner or, you know, we have to take that opportunity for ourselves because nobody's going to give it to us. Like we have to stop waiting for opportunity and create them for ourselves. Yeah. Very true. And that's something else that's really excellent to model for our kids that you don't have to sit back and wait to be offered something or chosen. We need to do the reaching out too. And I don't know what it's like for like teenagers and college age uh, people today when it comes to dating. But certainly when I was growing up, you know, girls on the whole still didn't ask out guys. And I did because I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and wait. Yeah. Yeah. But like my girlfriends would say, oh my gosh, you're really going to ask him. And like, yes. Because, yeah, even though I definitely, oh my gosh, the idea of rejection back then mortified me. So I don't know why I would, you know, like <laughs> every year, whatever, the, the prom, the formals and all of that. I would You're do right. the inviting. Yeah. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. But yeah, we need to approach it the same way. Let's say maybe somebody's more comfortable with asking somebody out than you know, starting a business or asking somebody if they need to use their services or to be on their podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. But asking someone to be on your show, yes, they're doing you a favor, but you're also doing them a favor. Mm-hmm. It, it's mutually supportive. Sure. Yeah, it, it is. It is such a great community. And that's, that's another thing I love about podcasting. It's, and you could be in a room with a bunch of people and you don't know their numbers or their degrees or, you know, and it doesn't really matter um, because everybody started at the same place. And even though podcasting has grown, it's still very new. Yeah. Um, so you still have a lot of people who are just still learning and and willing to help one another. So I yeah. love that aspect. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and you and I met at Podfest. I know. I'm sitting so next to each other. I've forgotten their their names, who were the women talking, uh, or what their what their show was called. But yeah, that was so much fun. That was right. It, and it was one of the first in person podcast events I had been to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a sense of a community before that, but it was really awesome to be able to have that opportunity. I still don't take in-person events for granted. Yeah, same. <laughs> because now we know they can go away at any time. Right? You never know. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. But yeah, that was great to be in that environment and really get a sense of all the energy and um, just all the, the learning that took place. It was crazy. Like, I yes. felt like, what? I know. Just so much. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. So what would you say about the extra time that it takes to podcast? You know, moms, mom entrepreneurs already have a shit ton on their plates. And the idea of adding a podcast, which is going to take up even more time. What would Mm -hmm. you say about that? I would say um, just think about it like your children or anything else you've learned how to do. It seems really hard in the beginning, Mm -hmm. like super tough. You have the mental and the tech, which I... I'm more technically like I adapt well to new tech. I don't find that complicated. For me, it was more the mental yeah. cobwebs to get through. And, you know, sitting with a microphone going, what the heck am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. It is a new identity. So mm-hmm. you have to understand that you are creating a new skill, you're creating a new persona. We wouldn't. At first, as a kid, just be handed a bike and expect to be able to do it easily, right? Right. We know that it's going to be difficult. Yet, we have this idea that, oh, I'm a grown adult and I might have degrees and experience and whatever, and this shouldn't be so tough, but it really is. Mm -hmm. But it's all about finding what works for you and realizing that tough point in the beginning will pass. Yeah. So, and then you have great people like yourself who can help. I mean, there are amazing resources out there that can help you. Yeah. But I would really stress not to go it alone because yeah, yeah. that will take you a lot of time to figure things out. But also, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and women really have a hard time asking for help sometimes. Yes. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Way too often. Well, yes. Um, so I would say definitely ask for help. Realize that there are people out there that, you know, whatever your learning style or whatever your concerns are, I'm sure somebody else has had them. Like not to feel like alone because it can yeah. feel lonely. I because. Yeah, because podcasting is not, I know there are some people who podcast together, but for the most part, it's usually like a solitary thing. And, you know, you can choose your format, but, you know, there were times that I didn't have a guest, so I needed to create content for myself. But that was really amazing. That was a Mm -hmm. great opportunity to do that and go, what is it that I want to say? Yes. (laughs) What? Yeah. Nobody really asked me that all that often. <laughs> right. Except oh my gosh. Your kids aren't asking every day. So mom, how right. was your day? And what are your thoughts yeah. on blah, blah, blah. No? What is your perspective on? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, online marketing or you yeah. things you would like to talk about. Right. Not that we don't want to talk about, you know, <laughs> the latest kids book or whatnot. Right. But, or, you know, we have our own things. drama or whatever. <laughs> Yes. Have our Um, own things too. Yes. 
So I think one of the most important things to keep in mind is, and like you talked about too, is look at it, be in it for the long game mm-hmm. and look at it as a part of a part of something. But at some point you learn how to systematize it for yourself. Yes. And if you're not good at editing, then develop a short course and charge for it or do something that allows you to pay somebody to help you with those things that you're not good at yeah, or don't enjoy. But I would really encourage somebody, this is one thing that I don't like that mompreneurs can sometimes do, is farm out too many things and not learn the basics themselves. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, like I see it, I've heard of people like paying somebody thousands of dollars to design a WordPress site for them and them not know anything about WordPress and yeah. they keep having to shell out money. Like you can do hard things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And empower yourself with the knowledge to at least know the basics. So if you mm-hmm. do need somebody to help you, you still know what's going on and, yeah. and know how the plane flies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You don't have to do the whole thing, but at least as a backup, like what if you've hired, you know, this one specific editor and I mean, hopefully you'll, you'll do enough episodes in advance that if they get sick or something, you're okay Mm -hmm. for a week or two, but you just never know. And yeah. Oh my God. With the, the, uh, websites, I think that everyone should be able to go in and update something, update the basics on their site on their own. Yes. Yep. And I know so many people that don't empower themselves with that information. They're like, oh, well, I'll talk to my website guy or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like. But it's one tiny thing. It's right. yeah, because like I know of some people who can't even go in and edit the copy on the website. Like, right. oh, even like there's a typo and they have to talk to their website person. Nope. Don't you, do that, ladies, no. please. Yeah, it's so it it really is easy once you learn the back end of things. It might look intimidating, but you can do it. Yeah, and and you can do podcasting too. And it's really about seeing it as a challenge. And you know, they have something in yoga that's called like the beginner's mind, where Mm. you see it more as curiosity. You see more about like what I can learn instead of looking at it with resistance of like, this is too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Or comparing yourself too much to well-established podcasts and be like, oh, mine's not as good. Okay. But they've been around for X number of years. So. Right. And and there are, of course, other mompreneur podcasters, but they don't bring to the table what I do. I think they're great. No. And honestly, there is such a need for any anyone who podcasts on any topic, but especially moms, especially women, um, because it's really important that we be able to, we are able to look at somebody that we can identify with from either background or experience or interest. We need that person to identify with. That's why I love having, I had a 65-year-old coach who quit her like corporate career and then tripled her income. Oh, yeah, wow. So, I mean, That's so, awesome. yeah, and she had a brain tumor and was divorced. And I mean, mm. just so inspiring to 
you know, Latinas and really young moms with small babies, a woman who helps women plan for maternity leave. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. She just realized when she planned for her own maternity leave that there are like zero, like, resources. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she empowers businesses to prepare for it and moms. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, it is. Yeah. So... (sighs) I think that it's really important to seek out the information that whatever it is we want to do, look for how it can be done and evidence that it is being instead of it's so easy to be overwhelmed. Like you said, we got a lot on our plate. Yeah. Yeah. But we can. and, And I think it's really important to not to chase this elusive idea of balance. There is no balance. Right. I agree. And I I heard somebody explain it as like, you know, it let's say you're launching your podcast and you're doing several interviews and you're making sure they're edited and you're sharing social media and blog posts or whatever. You know, at that time you may have more of a focus on your podcast. Make arrangements for dinners and whatever you need for childcare or whatever and cleaning. And then maybe that will be an intense focus for a couple of weeks. Then you can shift back to whatever it is that you're, you know, you can pick up on whatever you did before that time. But really having that flexible thought of like, okay, that's not how my week's going to look like this week. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But you can return to that and have more balance once you're not as focused on this other project. So. Yeah, I think it's just important to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's great. And same, so I, I love what you just said about there is a lot of upfront work to do with the podcast. I mean, the work continues, but it's right. very different when you're just launching. Yeah. That is a lot of intense work. Just like with launching a business, launching a new service, digital course, whatever, you know, right. group program, whatever. Yeah. And so during those times... You would yeah. also make arrangements to to be like, okay, I'm less hands-on of a mom right now. If you can, if you have a partner, right. you yeah. know, can get some other kind you're of help. You're that lucky, yeah. Yeah, and if your kids are old enough, then you tell them, I'm doing this project for work right now. I anticipate the intensity to last X number of weeks or X right. number of sleeps. So mm-hmm. mommy's going to yeah. be busy for blah, blah, blah amount of time. And then I'll get back to normal with you. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me of a powerful conversation I had with a coach who was running on empty, working a crazy amount of hours, and everything was coming to a halt just because her family couldn't sustain it anymore. Yeah, She simply stopped and asked her daughter, what does a good mom look like for you? Right? Wow. Mic drop. My yes. drop. We don't think about that, right? That's what's so powerful about the conversations I have. It just opens your mind. So she was four years running on this course that she thought her daughter wanted and she thought society wanted. And her daughter's like, no, I don't want that at all. I actually want this. Wow. The customer, the customer is right there. 
and we and we never ask. Right. We just don't communicate. We don't advocate. We don't right. just say, I need this or this is making me feel this. Right. So a really important part of this journey is just learning how to advocate for yourself and realizing what is it that I need and what's my priority. And, you know, Two, like I was told that I should have seven episodes ready and all of these other things. Well, that just didn't work for me at the time. Yeah. So I did what worked for me and I built what I needed. And when I was ready to share it, I did that. Yeah. And things are fine. Yeah. I mean, there is really great advice and a way that you can do things, but ultimately you have to get really grounded and do what's good for you. Exactly. Yeah. Tweak all of the rules, all the advice. And I have, you know, I advocate launching with at least three episodes on launch day. But if that doesn't feel doable, then launch with one. Totally fine. Just yeah launch. The podcast police aren't going to come get you. No, (laughs) no. I'm not going to find you and be like, oh my God, why didn't you do this the the right way? Right. (laughs) Demerit, (laughs) podcasting demerit. Yeah. (laughs) No. But yeah, it's amazing how we kind of create those scenarios in our mind without even realizing it. So check yourself on if you are putting you know, unreasonable expectations on yourself. And if you have kids that are old enough to reason with and talk to, talk to them. Like, how do you feel? Like, I'm going to do this and this is how much time I need. And, you know, what do you need from me? And is it okay if, you know, you don't have me here for this, but when I'm done, we can go for ice cream or a treat Mm -hmm. for you or whatever, you know, and I negotiate with Starbucks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) yep gotta have that thing yeah i mean it's just how it goes but i mean you yeah just find what works for you for sure totally yeah thank you for that so tell us a little about your podcast the good enough mompreneur podcast Well, I mean, I think part of my journey started out like I described, like I just had this gut to connect with other women and and understand why we didn't feel good enough and moms in particular. But I realized that we need to incorporate a lot of mindset shifts and we need to connect with one another because it can be so lonely. So I started the podcast because... I wanted to connect with other moms and I wanted to share my journey so other moms would realize that they weren't alone. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it has been an amazing journey and it's not even a year old. And mm. we were recently rated as one of the top mompreneur podcasts for 2023, which wow. totally surprised me. And um I get requests almost on the daily to be on the podcast and with incredible women who are doing amazing things and come on and and thank me for doing the podcast. Like what? That's awesome. My goodness. It is so crazy, but I mean, it's so fulfilling and um, 
it's the greatest journey I've ever gone on. Honestly, I pinch myself that I've created this platform to have conversations with women like yourself who are doing important things that I otherwise wouldn't have any other opportunity Mm -hmm. to talk with you, you know, and it is amazing. So yeah, I interview women and I, publish a podcast episode on a weekly basis with authors and coaches and course creators and Mm. other podcasters who are doing amazing things, connecting with moms. So we're just creating this community. Like I had a mom reach out to me who's an immigrant, just had a baby, started her business before having a baby. And now she's like, what the Oh my goodness. I was she's like, do you think my story would be important? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yes, that's amazing. So it's really incredible to see the vast amount of experience and the different stages and seasons that women are in their experience. And it's incredible. I'm give it a listen. (laughs) Y'all listen. It is awesome. And you give so much value and just hearing other women, other moms' stories. And it just makes you feel less alone. Like all the times that we think to ourselves, I'm the only one who blah, blah, blah. I'm the only one who feels this way. I'm the only one going through this. And we never are. No, we never are. But it's so incredible that we can... Also, do whatever we need to do as moms and have in our ear that um, familiar voice that can just let you know that you're not alone. I mean, I think podcasts are really powerful in that way. Um, Absolutely. So what do you do with your mom clients and how can listeners get in touch if they want to work with you? Okay. Yeah. So I work with moms at different levels of either just beginning. I think usually entrepreneurs are in two different places. They are either just starting or they're trying to learn the different elements, usually mindset shifts to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. Because I think there is one mindset of kind of like clearing the jungle with a machete when you start a business. Love that metaphor. Right? Right. And then you get to this point where there's a, like a clearing and you kind of go, okay, yeah. where, what, what am I doing again? Because you come into it with all of this energy. So I love working with women in both of those camps. Um, so we talk about things like how to find a name and how to create a website. Because like I was saying, I really love to empower women with that ability because I want them to really walk away with the sense that I can do this. So I really put the emphasis on empowering them. Like I don't want them to be reliant on me. Right. So um, I'm working on some courses to help that because I can't, be available for everybody who reaches out to me and people need to be able to do things on their own time. So I have been doing one-on-one coaching primarily just because I think, especially if somebody's just starting their business, they really need that intense like hand-holding and I totally get it. Been there, done that. 
Um, so we do things like talk about branding and talk about like how to choose a logo and name and and I call on my legal experience to help them research trademark names mm-hmm. and things like that that maybe they had never thought about. Yeah. So we do That's that. It. Yeah. And and I don't know how many times people have said, I never would have thought of this. Mm. <laughs> so good. But it, right. It, and it's so I help them kind of in what I really love doing is helping them design a life that their business fits in instead of the business fitting their, you know, running Mm -hmm. their lives. So I think that's so important to think about what is the life that you want to live? What time do you have to give to this? Mm. And are you sure? And we start asking questions like, are you sure that this is the business model that you want to go with? You have toddlers. Mm -hmm. Are you sure you're going to be able to make appointments and be all these different places? So I also like to help them think about, is this really the business model that's going to work for my lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we have dreams of a business that we would like to create that can kind of be unsustainable at different phases of being a mom. Yeah. So that's why I think it's so important that you have a mom kind of help you on this journey if you are a mom. Because somebody else who doesn't take that into account might not even bring that question. Yeah. And we don't know what we don't know. So we don't know what questions we even need to be asking or thinking about. Right. So, um, and I really love helping moms learn how to reevaluate their time on like a quarterly basis. Like, is the schedule that you have now going to work for you three months from now when your kids are in summer vacation? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. My schedule totally changes at that point. Right. And that's okay, but you have to anticipate it and think about, okay, so this is your schedule now, but it's going to change when, you know, your infant doesn't take naps anymore or whatever. Yep, yep. So, yeah, we we do all of those things. That's awesome. And so where can listeners go to find you? Yeah, they can reach me at mombusinesscoach.com. And you can see more about what I do. And you can listen to the podcast. And we're working on some courses and hopefully some events coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Angela. This has been awesome. I've loved continuing our conversations from before and just love everything that you shared with my listeners. It's been really great. Thank you. Thanks. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Thank you. And thank you all for being here today. Be sure to follow the show so you don't miss a single episode. And I will see you next time on Podcast Launchpad. Thank you.